0: Hi, I'm Greg Ulan with Reynolds & Reynolds, and this is Connected. Today I get to talk with Paul Sansone Jr., uh, second generation dealer, owner of uh, Sansone Jr.'s Auto Group, um, also creator of uh, a really cool idea that I wanna talk with him about in depth today uh, called Dealer Controlled Leasing. So Paul, thanks so much for hopping on and uh, looking forward to the conversation. Hey, Greg, my pleasure. I'm glad to be here, thank you. Yep, absolutely. So so Paul, we got to meet actually uh, out in Vegas at the Driving Sales Executive Summit. Uh, you were a presenter in the Best Idea Contest. You actually won that contest with this idea of dealer-controlled leasing. So I uh, wanted to go deeper. I think it's a, a really interesting concept. And, you know, as we look at where we're at in the industry, um, it's going to be pretty tough to, to continue to see growth uh because for a few reasons. One, um, you know, volume just isn't isn't there right now. And two, it's going to be hard to to scrape even more uh out of the profit barrel, you know, especially on the front end of a sale. So um this idea of dealer controlled leasing was really appealing to me. So um maybe we can just start there and you can open up and, and talk about it at a high level and then we can we can figure out where to go from there. Well you
1: nailed it exactly as to why I thought it was a uh, uh, something of need for myself. Um uh, Obviously, I'm enjoying the profits as many dealers are of the last few years. Uh, as you look at your business, you you say, "All right, where can I? Uh, do we anticipate having this in the future?" Most likely, no. I think anybody that you talk to in the industry will agree that uh, that we've peaked. And uh, I was searching for additional revenue sources. Obviously, uh, as you mentioned, you can't improve your margins too much. Yes, can you improve parts and service? But for me, uh, that is something you can continue to work on. But for me, the 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 elephant in the room was always uh, working within the subprime market. Uh, that was something that I'm always com- I've always been comfortable in. It was always my uh, go-to to sell more cars uh, when I was working for my father and uh, the business. That was always my market that I felt I handled better than others and that I could get a competitive edge. So for me, figuring out how to expand that market would have the biggest impact
0: on my dealership. Yeah, that's great. It's, it's interesting, too. So I'm curious in your, you know, your location, your market. Um, what percentage of your customer base is subprime or I guess your, your target audience is subprime? Because I think about it and you hear, you see reports from Experian and everybody else where that subprime market is, is actually shrinking a little bit, not a lot, but it, well, yeah, it's shrinking a little. So what's it look like for you?
1: I'm 40 years in the business. The yeah. subprime market has been there. Every year I've been in the business, high interest rates, low interest rates, good economy, poor economy. It, maybe it expands and shrinks a little bit. Uh, but it represents anywhere from 20 to 25 percent of all consumers have a credit score below uh, 600 depending on what state you're at. And the other market that I that somewhat falls into this is the Hispanic market is obviously a huge emerging market. And I was always a dealer and, and the product I developed serves both of those communities. and sometimes they' they're, they're similar or they match up. But I was always a dealer, that if I was going to invest my time, energy, and effort, I wanted to go after the most efficient use of my dollar, most efficient use of my energy. Where's the where? Where can the money, where can the money be made? And um, and uh, to me, it was always in these markets. But in my conversations, it's not only about the money. It is about serving my community and this product, uh, dealer controlled leasing. Not only allows me to sell more cars, it allows me uh, to serve my community and my consumers.
0: Yeah, that's great. And the idea, and I heard you talking about this previously. Um, you know, just because somebody has a low credit score doesn't mean they're they're a bad person or they won't pay their pay their bills, right? I mean, that that's, those aren't um, things that are, are necessarily. Uh, you know, maybe they're, they've been correlated in the past, but it's not—it's not causation, right? It may be correlation. So, so it's tough to bucket somebody who maybe has a poor credit score into somebody that's not going to pay for their their car, right? Uh,
1: the core of this program is selecting good people with uh, low credit scores versus a bad credit customer. To be very honest with you. Uh, And I think if you ask 99 out of 100 F&I managers, sales managers with a structured interview, I think most of them will say they have a sense of uh, somebody that life's happened to versus somebody that doesn't care. I'm not interested in uh, lending to somebody that doesn't care. And just to be specific about what dealer controlled leasing is, uh, you know, I've Made the decision to go after the Hispanic and subprime markets as an area of growth. Obviously, um, the vehicle that allows that to happen is also allowing myself to be the lender. So I've created a a leasing product that allows me to also be the lender to that community, which um, opens up uh, the ability to say yes more often opens up the ability to have additional uh, revenue sources that weren't available to me before. And yeah, yes, it does open up a little bit of risk, but um, that gets into how it's structured and everything else to minimize uh, the risk. And uh, I've been operating this under t- for almost two years under this exact configuration and uh, have a very successful track record so I feel I've developed this for my retail dealership. So obviously, I'm looking to protect my own assets and my and minimize the risk. So I feel I've structured this very well for a dealer that is comfortable in the subprime market. I would not say this is something that somebody that says, hey, I want to go there and has never been involved in that market. I would not say this is something that uh, you would gravitate
0: to initially. Yeah. So if you don't mind, let's get into the nuts and bolts of it a little bit because I am I'm curious how you set it up and, and how it's structured. And it. if, if we're going down a path too far, feel free to kick me under the table, and say, hey, we'll we'll shift gears. But I'm no. curious, you know, how how it works. So, you know, what type of if, if somebody wants to be successful in this, um, and obviously it'll depend on market size and that, but you know, how much capital outlay are are we talking about? Right? Like what what's their mm-hmm. what's their exposure? Um, and then do you work with um you know anybody to underwrite and insure deals at all is, is all the risk on you like how, how do the nuts well let,
1: like? let's just first talk about what is it actually it's actually a lease here pay here model okay i originally just so everyone understands i originally um had this uh when i separated from my father in 08 or 09 it was not a great time to be at, out on your own in the car business um I had learned at that time, uh, obviously credit was very tight at that time, I had learned about uh, the process of credit repair, credit improvement, Now we call it credit education because it's truly a different product than it was in the past, but I never even knew somebody could actually improve their credit score. There were businesses out there that could help people improve, improve their credit score, um, And I said, well, I don't, you know, they walk into my door every day. Uh, You know, this is a company that's looking for customers with low credit scores. I, they walk in my door every day. There had to be a connection. Mm -hmm. Um, So I developed a rent to own program initially that uh, allowed, really, very quickly, uh, a, a woman on my showroom floor just simply said, I couldn't. I can't keep renting from enterprise for $1,200 a month. And I'm like, I walked by, I said, introduced myself. I said, why are you renting from enterprise for 1200 a month? And apparently she had life issues that happened. But if you met this woman, you would have given her the keys to your house. I mean, I mean, that's the solid type of person. So I said, look, I'm a, a Nissan dealer. I said, I'll rent you a Sentra for $800 a month. So save you $400 a month, work with this company, improve your credit. And I'll give you half of, and this is all ad lib, I'll give you half of the rent back towards a down payment in four to six months when your credit improves to the point that we can get your traditional financing. Went exactly as planned. She said yes. But the next day I was on the radio station just doing a normal Kia commercial. And at the end of my commercial, I said, yeah, don't worry if your credit is less than perfect. Our rent-to-own program will have you driving a new Kia today. And the phone blew up. I mean, it was... Like Christmas at the dealership, it was crazy. Yeah. I, I actually called the radio station, pulled the ad, and they didn't have a rent-to-own model, a <laughs> rent-to-own program. And I said, "All right, now I have to, now I have to come up with a rent-to-own program." And I actually, uh, I designed one. Uh, I, I, that you as a consumer could go out of my lot, pick the car you wanted to own, but you rented it. I gave you a portion of down payment, and then we transitioned you. The reason that wasn't scalable, and the reason it fell by the wayside, is I did not have the the funding source you're referring to as far as the floor plan. Uh, I couldn't report to the bureaus, so I was able to do it successfully, but not scalable. And I didn't have the technology built that made it easy to to do. But it but the process worked. Yeah. So many years go by business is good. It didn't, you know, I sort of uh, weaned off of it. I actually own the phone number eight, six, six rent to own nationally. I really thought I was going to bring it, be able to bring it out on on a national platform. Um, And, and, and I even have a national pop star that did my jingle for me. He wasn't a pop star at the time, but now he is. And he did my jingle for me. I had a cool, I had a cool little program going, but again, I wasn't able to scale it up. Uh, for the various reasons. So, about two and a half years ago, dealers get all these emails and whatever, and I saw something about lease here, pay here. Oh, and the other thing is insurance. The main component was really insurance. As a renter, renting company, the insurance was under my name and originally started at $150 a month, which is affordable in New Jersey, and then ended up at $500 a month, which, which totally took the uh, competitive advantage out of the program. So it went by the wayside. So lease your pay here, I was like, all right, that solves insurance because the consumer gets their own insurance. Uh, I actually have a funding source when you talk about how much money is needed to do it. I have a funding source that lends to this business model. So the dealer can either self-fund, the dealer can either use their traditional uh, lending sources, you know, floor plan sources to fund, uh, or we have a funding source for this exact business model that a dealer can use. Obviously, each cost basis is a little different. Sure. And, and as a dealer, it's one of the benefits that I'm able to get a nice return on my own investment. But again, that's that that is one of the decisions that's made. How do I fund this? And that's that's the answer. We either have a funding source for this, uh, your traditional lenders, self-funding, combination of all the above. Uh, So the funding is not as much of the issue. But getting back to the credit improvement component. So, um, you know, what we do is on the lease year pay here. The only reason I uh, refer to it that way is because people assimilate uh, buy here, pay here with lending my money to someone with less than perfect credit. I'm a dealer. So that's the only similarity in this product, uh, because with my program, it it bolts right into a franchise dealer. Again, I'm a franchise dealer with locations around the state of New Jersey. That I don't need an additional facility, I don't need additional staffing, I don't need additional inventory, uh, and very low personnel cost, and it goes as you grow. So it's an easy growth process uh, as you're building your leasing company. So the way that the product works is, Greg, assume you're a customer with a a lower credit score. Uh, Obviously, there's an interview process, uh, uh, you know call-in process, just like our traditional lenders. And um, as I'm negotiating with you, uh, we may be negotiating with the traditional subprime lenders simultaneously, but in our interview process, we decide, you know, Greg is somebody, a good person with a low credit score. Uh, And that's one thing that I want to point out is that just because This is not an all-or-nothing proposition. You, as I get to select who I want in my portfolio based on my comfort level, based on my guidelines, and these are things that are customized dealer by dealer. I still have my traditional subprime sources, so it's just an additional avenue for me to say yes when I want to say yes, or 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 to offer the benefits of the program. But assuming Greg is somebody within the program. Uh, you simply are leasing a car. Uh, we establish our rates and residuals. Um, the lease programs are anywhere from 12 to 48 months, depending on the customer's end goal, uh, meaning how fast the, the, you know they want to transition out of the car that they've selected or the car that's affordable for them. Um, and then while you are leasing the car, you're also, uh, we do report to all three credit bureaus. So obviously your positive pay is, is a positive on your credit. But in addition to that, there's a free credit coach that works with every customer uh, and our average credit score improvement is 160 points. Wow,
0: that's great.
1: Um, well, we can't guarantee what your credit score improvement will be because that is totally between the consumer and the credit coach and how much effort they want to put into it. The folks that completely... That complete the process are improving 160 points. So rather, I think transformational. Yeah. So Greg starts as a subprime borrower, enters the program. We actually guarantee our consumers at, at, at 50% of your lease term, whether depending on the term, you know, the mathematically 50% of your lease term, we guarantee you. That we can either uh, refinance you at significantly lower rates in terms, of your current car trade out at significantly lower rates in terms, or worst case scenario, lower your payments thirty percent, um, because we want to reinforce positive pay record. We want to we, we want to we want to reward you for being a positive paying uh, consumer. So if you think about the process, um, I'm the only subprime lender that actually wants you to refinance at a lower rate and term as soon as possible, because who am I, who are you coming back to? You're coming back to me as the retailer. So you, the consumer start at the dealership as a subprime borrower. You're working with the lease company for that period of time. You're transitioning to a near prime or even prime borrower, but you're transitioning back to me. So those are the other incomes that I refer to a, if I, sell you a car through any of the traditional subprime sources we make a profit whether you do it for me or another subprime source the uh, incomes that open up are now the profits at the leasing company because obviously uh, i'm charging a subprime rate the margins at the leasing company is significant and then the customer coming back to me as an as a loyal owner is also significant. So when you string the three profit opportunities, the initial, the the leasing company income, and the returning uh, customer income, it's significantly greater, far outweighs any of the risk of customers that that don't uh, perform properly.
0: Yeah. Well, and there's a, there's a few things on that I, I want to go back and kind of dive into a little bit. But, but one that just stuck out to me is, you know, you're talking about, uh, rates and things like that, and goodness, there, there's really not a better time than right now to get into this, right? I mean, as the as the lender with rates increasing like they are, um, and and they're going to continue to at least stay at this level, if not go up for the foreseeable future, this is a great time to to lend money if you're able to do it, and, you, and you're able to pick your uh, your borrowers, you know, kind of hand pick them.
1: Our subprime borrowers. It- Offering rates and think about it. You are a consumer of mine. Yes, I will call your application into traditional subprime borrowers and say, All right, here's an approval for X. Whether that be our job is to negotiate the best rates and terms possible for our consumers. And that is what we do. Yeah. But if that best rate and term is 22, 24, 26% interest rate, unfortunately, that's the best rate or term that we have for somebody that. We want to have part of our portfolio which are many of these people have a choice you know we are offering you a rate lower than that but also uh, an ability to no longer be a subprime borrower that is the beauty you know of of the product if, if you're a subprime borrower you have three choices I honestly feel I have a solve for all of the choices a is a no I mean no you turn down you're so you know you just can't get a loan yeah and that's a real fact for the right people, I can say yes. B, a buy here, pay here, and I'm not going to knock the industry. They serve their purpose, but it's not for most franchise dealers. Uh, it's not it's not for me because of the type of cars, the breakdown, the customer service issues that I know, I may feel is associated to it. But it's not for me. We have a solve for that, obviously, to prevent people from needing to go there. And the other is a high interest rate long term loan. You know, if you're at a dealership and you're offering somebody a 22 to 24 percent interest rate for 72 months, you can't honestly look them in the eye and say, come back after your first 12 payments and, and we'll trade you out of the car. Not because the customer didn't do the right thing, but because the equity is so you're so far out of equity, it's mathematically impossible. The two things that happen in our program is, A, you build your credit score and B, you build equity quickly. And if you think about that, you don't need to be a finance expert to realize you're going to get much more favorable terms for somebody that is either not as far out of equity or actually has equity or uh, with an improved credit score. So I really do feel I've built, built this the uh, perfect model. But on the consumer end, the math of it, depending on how much you finance the consumer can save four, five, six, seven, eight thousand dollars of interest charges, yeah. total cost of ownership by working with a product like that working with this program.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So when you're looking at kind of I'll just call it hand selecting your your customers that you want to work with, Um, do you have a specific salesperson or F&I manager at at each location that you trust to do this? Do you trust all of them to do it? Um, You know, to me, it's, it does seem like a a somewhat subjective view and like, okay, I I trust this person. I don't trust this person. So I guess, how do you manage that? Yes.
1: Yeah. You, you can't do this. If you have high uh, turnover at a management position, you need to have a trusted employee because I allow my dealerships to get the benefit of the profit up front but also if something comes back they're on the dealership is on full recourse you know it's me it's my money on both ends but as far as you the sales manager or whoever I entrust to say yes you know, you have the ability to make the profit up front but you're on your misses you're also going to be taking the loss on the misses so uh you, know, you need somebody that has a little bit of a long-term thought process out there obviously experience in the interview i mean we do have a structured interview uh, and that's part of the things that we teach and we do have um some analytics behind it's not 100% subjective but but the fact of the matter is there are certain things that i want in my leasing company and there're certain situations that i don't want in my leasing company and then that's uh, for us to flush out with with a dealer yeah. um as we as we install other dealerships, these are the conversations that are had.
0: So, how do you coach the misses, right? So, if if somebody says, "Yep, we're going to take this customer," and it's it's a miss, right? And you got to go, you end up repoing the car, and and I mean, I'm sure there's a little bit of that. It doesn't sound like there's yeah. there's a little yeah. bit. You you coach those misses, or oh, of it, course, yeah, yeah. you, so you look, look,
1: and it it could be as simple as life happens. Well, let, let's first talk about how you protect the assets. Sure. The number one thing, again, if you think, yes, there, there are going to be some misses, but I think it's important to know going into it, you're structuring the deal properly so that even the misses aren't too costly. Sure. Uh, and I'll get into the our real numbers. But the fact is, all of the leases are protected with gap insurance. All the leases are protected. Um, the car, for me, must have a balance of a manufacturer warranty. Must be CPO certified or a limited warranty on the car. We absolutely make sure the car is mechanically sound and I back the car. If the consumer's car breaks down, I actually provide a free rental car, loaner car, because I want to position everyone for success. So the, the car, as uh, the, the collateral, the loan is protected. The car also has a GPS uh, uh, tracker with starter interrupt. Now, Every state has a little bit different variations on that, but that's part of the things that we vet through with the dealer. But the fact of the matter is I know where my cars are at. I know with mileage tracking, I know how many miles they are being driven. Um, You know, so it allows me to, and our technology allows, it's all automated. So 85, 90% of all payments are collected electronically so you're not dealing, and I, I'll have over 400 active accounts at the end of this month, probably, you know, and, and originated over 500 accounts. So, you know, uh, so what happened to the others we could talk about, but the fact of the matter is, it, it's not brain damage because the technology uh, allows the collection process to be happen efficiently, the tracking of the car process to happen efficiently, efficiently. So there's a lot of technology that goes behind it, in, including the call in process. Um, if you are my manager and I allow you to say yes, that's fine. You can say yes. And you call a deal in just like any other deal, we have somebody that has nothing to do with um, with the sale of the car uh, doing a welcome call, validating the yes, because it's my money that's being lent and we're going over. The math of it, affordability of the product, of the program, understanding that the consumer understands the importance of timely payments, uh, the full coverage insurance, all the things that are necessary. The importance of the credit improvement process. Are they ready to move forward? And if we have a customer that, hey, this was you know, I, I feel like I was jammed in a car or whatever, don't go back to the dealership. This is not you know, we're not we're not funding. It, unless a customer sees this as an absolute opportunity and their best alternative uh, of getting a car, because I want success. I mean, I don't. I told my I teach my guys the high fives aren't delivering a 490 credit score in a car. The high fives are transitioning the 490 credit score to a 650 credit score, trading them up and out. That's when the high fives happen and it happens a, a pretty significant uh, portion of the time.
0: Yeah, that's fantastic. That's fantastic. So you mentioned um uh GPS tracking. Uh do you use like a LoJack or a Mogo or something like that?
1: Yeah, we have we have past time. It's all integrated into the software. Uh, yeah, we have integrations with the uh, the credit improvement processes all integrated, the payment collections all integrated, the you know, everything is all integrated into the software we've developed because If a dealer is going to get into this, we want to make it as easy as possible. As I I said, uh, I don't want to oversimplify it because you are collecting. You are going to have to have that that portion. Uh, But just so you know, I mean, we've, as I said, we'll have almost 400 accounts on the books. We have two customer service slash collectors and a manager that we're just training the manager now because it's at the point that we have customers, we got to see where they're at equity, where their credit score is. I mean, there's real car deal making going on that, but you know, we're collecting $260,000, $270,000 a month now. I mean, so a very little expense structure for the amount of dollars that we're collecting.
0: Yeah, that's great, that's great. Um, well, Paul, I mean, I could talk to you about this for hours. It's really it's really fascinating. I like the the concept, I like the idea, but I want to be super respectful of your time, obviously. Um, so if dealers out there, you know, wanted to get started in this and wanted to, to talk with you and your team about, you know, how, how can we move forward? What's the best way to get in touch with you? How did, how did they make it happen?
1: Well, we have a uh, dealer controlled okay. uh, is our website. You can get a lot of information on there. A lot of the stuff I talked about is in there probably in a much more concise format, <laughs> but it's all in there. Uh, and obviously there's a contact us, so just send me your information. And again, I would just say if if you're a dealer and you have stability at your dealership, uh, and you are comfortable in the subprime arena, uh, you're opening up opportunities uh that income opportunities that you didn't have before. But you have to take it as a business, I mean a serious business. Yeah. Um, you know, uh the dollars that are out there are real, but the and again, I can get into the exact math of how my our business is panning out after two years, but even with a few misses, the 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 wins are outweigh any risk that's involved. But you do have to take it as a serious business venture uh, if you're go, if you want to do it. But if you do, I think you'll, you'll you'll see that you'll sell more cars, and it's not just a used car plan. I just, I want to bring that out. Yeah, it 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 can work on. Uh, certain new cars. Uh, I'm a Kia dealer and a Mitsubishi dealer. And there are certain cars in those franchises that work very, very well in the program. So it's not just a used car product. Uh, it's something it, it, budget wise, you can work with anything new or used.
0: No, that's great. That's great. Um, and, and real quick, one other thing, I, I just you kind of mentioned it, but rates and residuals. Um, how are how are you setting those? Are you basically taking what's out there and, and using that? Are you tweaking them a lot? Are you what, what are you doing with the rates?
1: Well, it's uh, I am obviously on used cars. We base everything off MMR, fifteen thousand miles a year, and everything is customizable. Uh, you know the rates I'll share with a dealer that might be interested in in doing it. But the residuals, you know, we have a forty eight month residual at twenty five percent of MMR. I think if a dealer plugs in an MMR of whatever, $20,000, is this car going to be worth $5,000 in four years? I think most everyone's going to say yes. The point of it is, and I really want to explain it, your, your payments may be slightly higher, but that's how you build equity. So if I have a higher residual, A, I'm at risk on the residual. I have zero concern about my residual risk, zero. I expect less than 5%. I don't even expect any. I'm just going to throw a number out there. I don't really don't expect any to end up going to term. Because it's not in the customer's best interest. The customer's best interest is to trade out earlier, and they'll have equity earlier. But the fact of the matter is, I have zero concern of the residuals I've set. Um, and on the new car, I take basically on a on a car that I have supply of right now, and that's not every car, but I do have supply of certain cars. I'm going to take what I take whatever the manufacturer residual is minus minus ten percent as a as a buffer. Uh, 12,000 miles a year but these are things that we discuss with a dealer that's interested depending on your franchises and the cars but i think most dealers that see this 25 percent for 48 months is a pretty low residual and obviously it scales up as you go um yeah so I, i'm comfortable on the residual interest rates are predicated on what you're borrowing the money for if you're borrowing the money and what kind of spread you want for your risk
0: yeah yeah no that's great that's great. All right. Well, Paul, again, um, you know, want to be very respectful of your time, but I am I'm so appreciative that you hopped on and kind of chatted through this. Again, I think it's a, a great idea. It's great to hear that, you know, you're a couple of years in and it's working. Um, and realistically, you're you're farther in than that. You know, you mentioned this, this kind of evolved from a uh, rent to own model and you found a better way to do it and you know it's 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 fantastic to hear so thank you uh so much for the time thanks for sharing and uh hopefully we can we can follow up and talk again soon all right thank you i appreciate the time yep absolutely have a great day all right bye bye Ooh, what a great conversation with Paul Sandstone Jr. I love this idea of lease here, pay here. Uh, he's doing it in his dealerships. He's spreading it across the country. So if you're interested, reach out to him. I think there's a great opportunity there and he's found some some great success with it. Uh, so thanks so much for joining the conversation today. I definitely appreciate it. Uh, before we hop off, don't forget, you can watch or listen to all episodes of Connected on YouTube, Apple, or Spotify podcasts. And make sure to subscribe so you're notified every other Wednesday when new episodes are released. Thanks so much and we'll see you in two weeks.